Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and the Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Well, it's an exciting time right now. And I don't know if we were supposed to, we didn't talk about it at the pregame um, session over here, but, you know, it's an exciting time right now, especially with the way. Now, last time we talked, last time we were talking, we were talking about how um, the election results were like weighing on our minds. Um, you know, things were going, um, you know, uh, we wasn't sure. And then, of course, now uh, we finally have, I guess, a decision. Um, and almost as controversial as LeBron James's original decision, um, you know, it turns out we we have a what we are calling now a president-elect Joe Biden. Um, you know, um, any thoughts, any any uh, comments here? I know we didn't prep for this, but um, you know, we we always say this: we are not a political uh, podcast. But at the same time, um, I kind of felt just that instant. You know, we talked about it, and I'd, I'd hate to leave it hanging there like a chad. Um, you know, um, how are you guys feeling? What what are your thoughts right now? Um, you know, with now that the results have come about my first word is relief relief in a a lot of different ways uh relief that a that that felt like forever getting the from the actual day of the elections to getting the more or less finalized results um felt like forever so it it was such a weird um i want i don't even want to call it a high but it was such a weird like tense anxious day tuesday the fourth and then drags all the way till the ninth or the tenth was it ninth yeah uh, when it was finally well more or less called uh, for like you mentioned the uh, president elect so relief in a sense that yeah thankfully we have an answer that it's been more or less finalized uh, you know trials and court cases and lawsuits be damned uh, because as far as I, uh, I I'm aware today like a lot of the um, the uh, recounts and all the other stuff has uh, and reviews have come out to be pretty positive in a sense that there was, you know, there's really no point in um, double checking all the work or triple checking anymore and that it is, you know, good to go. So yeah, relief in that sense, but also relief. And uh, like you said, I mean, uh, we are not a political podcast at all, but you know, um, not to be a team guy, but um, our guy won. So pretty happy to see that. Um, I'm, I'm, kind of excited to hear some maturity and uh, emotional maturity back in the White House. So let's uh, let's see where it goes. You know, I, I still do hope that the people are still critical of the position because that's that's if, if anything, um, that's being patriotic to me. Uh, you never settle for whomever's in office and never settle just because they're your guy, quote unquote. Uh, always be critical of what's going on and be, um, you know, be mindful of what's going on in the in those positions so yeah um i'm glad relief relieved like i said uh it's done and let's um let's move on <laughs> let's move on from the from this uh from this last year and uh, kind of go on from there it's funny though just the way that we obviously the general populace feel um in terms of it being over because according to one person it's not over unfortunately that one person is the uh current president Mm. and um i muted him on twitter about three years ago i muted him and any account that kind of talks about him because the cult of trump is a little a little much for the even for the internet 
it's very pressing on um on uh, people's mental state and just seeing his reaction or lack of reaction i guess to the whole thing in terms of you know there was the giant joke about him being a big crybaby and the fact now that he doesn't even want to except the fact that he pretty much there's no way around him mm-hmm. there's no way he can win and you know it's it's kind of sad in the fact that he has polarized the half the country so much so that they too believe that the uh, results might be fake and like um it's weird because we ha- it, it you never see like someone winning the presidency the way when Joe Biden was technically called president elect you don't see that level of happiness and joy that someone actually won like the fact that people were out dancing in the streets like uh celebrating as opposed to um you know years before it it was literally like someone won a world championship yeah in fact you know even more so because when our two teams, and we will repeat this ad nauseum because, you know, 2020 City of Champions here. Um, when they won, I was already, of course, wary of the fact that people were going to celebrate. Um, and irresponsibly, irresponsibly, by the way. And you have that mainly in the city of Los Angeles. Now, take those celebrations and multiply it by every major city, major democratic city in this country. Even not even democratic and just, you know, there was people in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and those other states that won the election for Joe Biden. And you have those people joyously celebrating. And then on the other side of the coin, you have a whole half of the country like, yeah, celebrate, but you're celebrating for nothing because uh, it doesn't mean anything until um, the, the uh, what's it called? The results are official. They're like, yeah, you can't have a news company call it, even though four years ago when the news were calling it for uh, Donald Trump, they were like, oh, yeah, news said it, so it's official. So, I mean, the hypocrisy we see is kind of sad, but at the same time, it's kind of great that we do have someone that was positive enough to like turn half the country to vote for him and uh, get excited when he actually won. So he is our champion for now. I say for now because you know, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I, I I like the fact that you said it's sad, and you're right. Uh, two things. Two things I'm sad about. One is that, um, you know, it's still even to this day, it's still almost. You know, although we want to celebrate, it's almost impossible because everywhere you turn, all the news outlets you're, you're turning to, there's still news about um, people declaring that it's not, um, you know, it's not official. You have um, officials in the White House and in the government who refuse to, um, you know, to capitulate to it and basically admit it's okay. Um, you know, I was reading a, an article where they still haven't actually um, allowed President-elect Biden to, you know, take a look at the, the like the, um, like the uh, like top secret like briefings that every single um, president elect has been given ever since you know uh, this whole thing started. The other thing I'm really sad about is that the fact that you know and and uh, maybe it's sad, maybe it's it's a good thing. I, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's it's so sad that um, 
you know, that uh, while half of the country is is angry, the other half, you know, when 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 people started celebrating, it reminded me, and I think I sent you guys a um, a meme of uh, that I created. It reminded me of the end of Empire Strikes Back. I mean, uh, no, um, Return of the Jedi, yep. where you know, like in the extended um, in the extended and reformatted versions, um, you know, they actually see like you know what Coruscant was doing, what what um, Dago, not Dagobah, what um, what Dagobah, there was like nobody in Dagobah celebrating, um, you know, but, you know, you have Tatooine and all these places, they're all celebrating. Um, and that's what it reminded me of, like looking on, on TV, just kept on seeing everybody celebrate. It was, it was amazing. It was, it was, it was, it, it was cool. And you're right. The, there was that sense that it was almost like the, what, you know, the championship that you were waiting for finally happened, you know? Um, so, you know, and I, I'm going to use that as a segue to the fact that yes, we are not a political, um, um, you know, a podcast, and we are all about fun, and we are, we are all about pop culture, science fiction, movies, etc., etc., etc. So I'm going to start with my poopery today, and my poopery um, has to do with news. Um, you know, I've I've been I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts talk about news, and so I'm going to steal from them. But the other reason is because I actually want to hear your opinions, and, and so I have uh, five things right now. Okay, five um, uh, uh, newspaper articles or, or news items that I want to talk about. First one, news Batman paper, newspapers, <laughs> paper. So the first one, um, uh, first one, I wanted to get your opinion on Batman. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but they had this. Um, um, storyline called Joker War that just finished. Okay? And one of the key takeaways from uh, Batman Joker War is that people have finally realized that Batman has been so dependent on his toys and his like um, gadgets and everything. And so what they did was, I, um, you know, in a roundabout way, um, Batman, Bruce Wayne has lost all of his money. Is not, The money is now with Lucius Fox, but because the government is actually paying attention to this, the government is taking a look at every single thing that Lucius Fox is spending. So this means he can't have a billion dollars disappearing for bat suits or bat cars or bat anything. And so now you have a Batman where he's even concerned about what happens to his bat suit because the moment his bat suit gets um, um, you know, destroyed, how is he going to fix it? So your opinion, um, a broke bat, a broke Bruce, Bruce Wayne, good thing or bad thing? What do you think? I, I like that Freudian slip of broke back Batman. It was like, <laughs> wait a second. That's the next the, storyline. The rumor between Bruce Wayne and Jason Todd is just rumors. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's a really interesting take because um, actually I haven't heard of that. Um, I, I hate to admit it, but I am unfortunately a bit of a lapsed comic book reader. Uh, a lot of what I read is in uh, you know Twitter uh, spoilers and Instagram images. But um, that's a really interesting take, and I really dig that. Actually, um, I think that's one of the few uh, components of Batman that makes him very exciting. I, um, do you, is it a Tom King um, book or who? who Whose idea was it? If, if, it's uh, it's 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 not an Elseworld thing. It's current, like it's canon. It's canon. Oh wow! Okay, that's, yeah. that, that'd be really interesting. I, I I I'm excited to see where they take it. Um, I think yeah. I mean that is the running gag when it comes to Batman and Tony Stark and Iron Man. I mean that you know the the what's your superpower? Uh, I'm I'm really rich. You know that's the 
the great Ben Affleck uh, line, I guess, if you've seen it. But yeah, it'd be really great to see how he pulls it off. And, um, you know, I, I think people do enjoy like the gritty Batman of Batman Begins, you know, that, that kind of whole thing. But yeah, I, I think it'll be really great to see where they take this. I mean, it is kind of like, yeah, I mean, one of the, the few things that Batman has are his skills, his money, and his, uh, for, uh, I think, for, for all of his, um, shenanigans you know he has his bat family so if you take one of those away let's see how he operates and i think it'll be a really good uh be a really good take it'll be really great kind of like how um you know i think a couple of years ago they took away captain america's super soldier serum so he turned into like an 80 year old or 90 year old grandpa and see, see how he operated and um all that stuff uh I'm really excited to see where this goes um i have a joke for your uh <clears throat> broke back mountain real quick so you're saying jason todd's gonna show him his red hood damn it <laughs> can't do that <laughs> he's showing him what's underneath the red oh. anyways uh, back to being classy back to being classy <laughs> uh, you know what that is an interesting take because like you said it's uh, the whole um, myth about him being pretty much you know uh, like you said his superpower just being the fact that his um, finances are unending so anything that could ever happen to him it's like uh, you know whatever he can't do money can help fix it it's been pretty much like you, like Lewis said it's it's the it's the billionaire superhero uh, ethical question is like what are they without with their money and uh, I, I do like the fact that you said that taking it back to you know how we originally saw like even in Batman Begins where it's like pretty much starting with nothing. Even though, yeah, he started then with a billion dollars. All he had was the idea and kind of where, like the track he wanted to go to. And now it's like backtracking all of that because like Dennis said, any mistake he makes that he could fix financially before is not available anymore. So seeing how the fact that there's no, the, the, there's no real way around things anymore is kind of, it, it kind of makes me really interested in seeing where this goes. So, you know, kudos, Dan, you got, you know, you piqued our interest in this thing and I'm pretty excited to see how the rest of this thing goes. Okay. Well, second news article, um, you know, we're going from Batman uh, from comic books. We're going to go to food network news real quick. <laughs> um, and um, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there was a controversy uh, with one of my more beloved uh, Food Network stars, and it's Alton Brown. Um, have you guys heard about this before? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, so Alton Brown was uh, was was um, in an interview, and um, he these are the words that he was saying, and he was he was kind of talking about kind of like what we did. We were he was kind of talking about the political climate that we're in. And so this is the quote and uh, two quotes that I'm going to give you. So you don't say anything yet until I finish the two quotes. So the first one is, uh, you know, again, they were talking about the political climate and everywhere, the way things are going. So Alton Brown uh, says this. So when they move us to the camps, do you think they'll let us choose the state? I'm going to ask for Kansas because the state is so gorgeous there over the wheat. Oh, God. So that was the first one. And then he continues with it. And somebody asks him a question about, you know, um, you know, how are the camps going to be like? And so this is the second um, thing that he says. Do you think the camp uniforms will be striped like the ones at Auschwitz or will plaid be in, un, in vogue? 
And then somebody asks, um, it depends on what you're worth when you go in. And then finally, the last quote, Brown says, I have no gold, gold fillings, which kind of refers to, you know, how like some of the Jewish during the Auschwitz um, era, a lot of the people that are going into the, 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 well, the gas chambers, um, they had like their the dentistry fillings and teeth, they got pulled off before, the, before that happens. So now all of a sudden, um, everybody's calling um, uh, to cancel Alton Brown because of these anti-Semitic um, quotes. So, um, and uh, um, Alton Brown is basically saying that misconstrued, not, um, you know, that's not what he meant. So um, what are your thoughts? Alton Brown, Good Eats, um, you know, uh, you know, Iron, Iron Chef, Chef America judge, all of a sudden talking Auschwitz. Your thoughts on this? Uh, we'll start with Harold over here. I actually, in this thing is, I don't understand the context of it. Like, um, what is the camps he's talking about in terms of, is it is because someone's going to win or someone's going to lose? Well, the, from, what he's talking about is that now that we're divided, you know, now that we're divided, it's looking like, you know, some of um, the people are mobilizing to do, you know, bad things to certain people. It's okay. Talking about uh, the different camps and everything. Okay. Um, I think it's just a bad metaphor and he kind of went with it wrong. And, uh, I'm not defending the guy saying I know he's a good person, but from everything that he's ever done and from his, like I follow him on Twitter. I, I never saw That's the funny thing when you started talking about that is like, I never heard any of the contro controversy regarding that um, because he seems very liberal. Like he has, he puts on, it's kind of like the Stephen Colbert thing where you, you put on a, a, a kind of conservative face with a, with a liberal message. So it's like, I don't know. It's just hard to imagine he's trying to say things in a negative light, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. I mean, I, 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 it almost, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and make it sound like maybe he's being like facetious or, you know, uh, something like that. But that's, that's a, that's a really tough take to have. And it's, Tough that he had to get caught with that. Where was this uh, interview done? If I may, or do you know where that was done? Or I, I forget the. It was. Um. It, it was like a. Um. A, a, um. Uh, like a newspaper or, or like an online news thing, but but it had to do with like, um. You know, the food still, and it, that's and that's the weird thing that it, it that that came about. Yeah, that's that's a really weird thing to, to come about like that, and for him to be quoted like that i don't know how that's gonna work for him because i mean for all of the I, I'll, I'll give the quote-unquote liberal media entertainment whatever the credit that whenever somebody does slip up or do anything bad they're gone they're done you know uh kevin spacey is not working here anymore um you know johnny depp has been dropped from um Grindelwald, the fan, yeah, the Fantastic Beast franchise. So you know, if if something looks bad, smells bad, it's getting kicked to the curb. Unlike you know the other side of the of the aisle, where you know they'll defend them. But anyway, but um, yeah, that's 
that's rough alton i mean i know he's he's he puts on the prissy like 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 harold said he kind of puts on airs of you know being that uh being that kind of guy but to hear him actually say that's that's gonna be rough to 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 rebound from hopefully he does you know for for all the cancel culture that we're into nowadays i do know that america loves a redemption story so maybe you know eventually it'll come to that but i don't know that's that's a really rough one to come back from yeah it turns out um jokes about uh concentration concentration camps not a good idea if you're like yeah. uh if you if you have any notoriety i mean hell we've never done concentration camp humor before you know and we we we, we get like 30 to 40 um listeners every so often so shout out um, to those 30 or 40 yeah, thank 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 <laughs> you to those guys don't worry we won't do any man's in our jokes either okay <laughs> Um, yes. Did I just do one? I'm not quite sure. Hold on. I know. Hold um, on dude. So third one, the third one, um, and going to going to a little bit, going back to a little bit more our our, our well over here. Um, it has just been announced that one division has been moved to um, January 15th, 2021, and this means then that uh, this is the first time since 2009, first year since 2009, where we don't have any. MCU releases. Okay. Um, thoughts. That's crazy. Cause I did see that statistic earlier today and it is insane to me that we've taken, eh, I don't, I don't want to say we've taken it for granted, but we've almost, yeah, we've almost taken it like, uh, you know, the sun shines uh, or, you know, the sun rises the day after the moon, uh, everything else like that, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the MCU will rise again, but yeah, it's crazy to me that it's been, more than a decade since we haven't had a, a movie every freaking year and to the point where yeah I, I, that did become our bread and butter for a few you know for a little bit where we were reviewing things to the point where dennis is like i think i'm done reviewing for a while guys let's do something <laughs> else <laughs> but yeah so it's it's that's that's nuts dude yeah i mean uh it, it it's it's surreal obviously the pandemic has uh has hit a lot you know, a lot of different industries in many different kind of kind of crazy ways. And you hate to see anybody, any huge industry get get impacted like this, because, you know, we do have friends who are behind the scenes on these kind of uh, productions. And, you know, I hope that they hang in there and that things you know turn out for the best. But, yeah, it's it looks like it's a, it's going to be a little rough for this year. I, I was really kind of hoping that, um, you know, I, I think it was just rumor, but I, I was kind of holding out hope that. Black Widow was going to be released on at least video on demand like they did Mulan, but I guess that's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, which is too bad because, uh, yeah, that could have been the one, yeah, the one, uh, the one movie that we had this year, even if it wasn't, uh, you know, sent out or released the way it usually is. But, yeah, I guess that that's where we're at now. Um, it's actually kind of a nice thing. <laughs> Doesn't it seem? It seems less, you know, like we've been so. It's it's nice to take a break from, especially from a franchise that has been going on for over a decade, and even more recently, where it's just been. At first, it was, you know, one movie a year, or technically two because Incredible Hulk came out right after Iron Man, but like for a while, it was just like main character, boom wait till next year and you'll see the next main character yeah and then it was just like here are all the other side characters so we're gonna put four different movies per year and it was like 
it was just getting overwhelming in terms of like you know having to have having to see follow everything and then you know me even follow having to sometimes follow the agents of shield and stuff so it's like everywhere you were getting bombarded by this mcu stuff and yeah it was the whole like remember when a couple of years ago when solo came out there was that star wars fatigue mm-hmm. i think i was getting even the marvel fatigue where it's just like okay we have to watch it because it's probably going to be good but at the same time it was like you're never really excited anymore and then you had them announcing that they were going to make the um the black widow movie and they're like oh that's different because it's going to be kind of like how I always say that one of my favorites is Winter Soldier in, in terms of it's not so much a, a comic book movie, but it's like a a Cold War spy thriller and it was going to be different. And then having the fact that that was going to be the big movie this year, I think there, in my mind, there's only really two big movies this year and they were going to be Fast and Furious and it was going to be Black Widow. And having to remove those both from theaters because those are movies that you want to see in theaters. Like we talk about this a couple of times where, you know, Mulan could have been great in theaters, but we're never going to know that until, you know, they actually release it into an actual theater and whatnot. And then we have these big Marvel movies and now Marvel TV shows. And that was kind of going to be the, 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 the little uh, bridger, for the for the uh, movies and for the TV series, and also having what's the other one, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming mm-hmm. out next year as well. So it's like even then, it's like we're waiting for more MCU. So it kind of builds the anticipation a little bit better, and at the same time, it makes the the events bigger. So it's like now, like the Mandalorian, where it's like you know they built this whole thing up, and eventually it was like, okay. We're, we're done with these Star Wars movies, so we can finally get, uh, concentrate on this new um, property over here. So that's kind of how I think that they're going to go with this. So um, I wish them the best of luck. I'm really excited to see it, but it is nice to take a little break from the MCU. Cool. Um, two more. Um, one is, um, as we all know, Chadwick Boseman, uh, rest in peace, um, uh, passed away, and uh, there's a big hole you know the, the gaping hole basically that um is, is is now there and i know that i just i regretted saying those words but there's a there's a there's a hole there in, in, in the question of you know um black panther was such a great movie was such a um you know um a seminal um a, a piece of work that uh, with his death everybody was kind of asking what's going to happen now um now rumors has it that they actually have a possible um, possible um, solution to this, which might actually make things or make people happy. And the rumor has it that, uh, and I'm going to um, butcher her name, but is it Letitia Wright, um, the actress that played um, Shuri? Um, rumor has it that she might be tapped to be the the, the person that becomes Black Panther for Black Panther 2. So I wanted to get your opinion, um, your thoughts about that one. If they do do it, uh, all for it, all for it. Because to be honest, I mean, in both senses of like, you know, not that we're beholden to comic book continuity, but yeah, in, in comic book continuity, yes. When T'Challa was not able to perform his duties as uh, Black Panther, you know, the, uh, his sister did 
you know pick up the the mantle and become it um but you know to in the real world you know meta sense i think that would be the best way to honor uh the the black panther instead of like recasting or just doing a little hand wave of like well this actor is now t'challa it's gonna that would be the really the worst way to do it and uh basically yeah, that, that like you know not honoring uh bozeman's work and on the role and basically leaving you know good things as it is um so yeah, uh, that would be great. I think when, unfortunately, uh, uh, when you know the the news of Bozeman's passing did happen, you know the, that's unfortunately one of the first things that come out. It's like, who's going to be the new Black Panther? That, that kind of casting rumors started already. Um, but you know that I, I do believe, if I remember correctly, that was one of the rumors. Or at least one of the you know the pre- the prevalent ideas. So I, I kind of like that idea. So if that is the case that they're going to go through with, with that way, uh, great. Um, you know, it'd be really bittersweet to see it happen. But yeah, it, I think it'll get the job done, and I think it'll keep a lot of the fans happy. So power to, to more power to, to Marvel or Marvel if that's what they they decide to do. H, I think it's it, I think it's kind of the only option mm-hmm. that made sense. Green. In terms of like um, Chadwick Boseman was so tethered to the Black Panther character that you couldn't replace him with anybody else. <clears throat> like even though replacements happen all the time, obviously we had Don Cheadle come in for Terrence Howard, and what? people didn't even bat an you know people didn't even bat an eye because you know as sad as it sounds, he's never been a primary character; he's always been the secondary to everything. So it's like you can replace characters like that. And people would just be like, oh, that's just a decision that they, you know, a creative decision that they made. And even with Mark Ruffalo replacing uh, Edward Norton, everyone was like, oh, they made like such a big deal about it, except for the fact that pretty much at the time, no one cared much for Bruce Banner and they only cared about the Hulk. So it's like, okay, now you're just going to CGI Mark Ruffalo's face onto the Hulk instead of Edward Norton's, you know? This one where it's like if you literally just had him in the Black Panther suit the whole time then people would be like oh okay you know honoring honoring him somehow but at the same time the character of or at least the movie character of Black Panther is more than just the Black Panther himself in costume it's like about being T'Challa and it's about being the uh heir to the throne and being the new king that kind of deal so Storyline wise makes a lot more sense, and um, like uh, just in general, people would be more comfortable with that than a replacement. So, awesome. Um, a last bit of news as we all know, um, you know, the late great um, Alex Trebek passed away. Um, oh, so, I know. you know, um, really sad. And uh, I know all of us in some ways or form, whether for me, where it's like frustration that I have no idea what um, the answers are to um, to Jeopardy um, uh, was or is, still is. Um, but, you know, just like w- with the death of Chadwick Boseman, everybody started asking, you know, who replaces um, um, uh, the Black Panther? Now, the question everybody's, uh, everybody has on their minds is who's replacing Alex Trebek for, um, for, for Jeopardy? And um, there's a bunch of people who are in the running, supposedly, uh, that people are throwing out there. But the one name that has been growing, that, that people are actually clamoring for, um, is, is uh, someone that we all know. Um, he is a, a star. 
Star Trek, the next generation um, alumni, and of course, reading Rainbow um, um, uh, alumni. Um, LaVar Burton is actually the name that uh, all over Twitter, supposedly, because I'm not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, I am, but barely. But um, that's the name that's being thrown out. So a uh, question to you and the final question for news is um, your thoughts. And if not him, who would be a good re- uh, um, um, replacement for Alex Trebek, in your opinion? Uh, I'm going to start uh, real quick because of uh, for it, uh, because of the fact that um, Jeopardy means a lot in my family. Um, Jeopardy was uh, the one thing for a while that, you know, uh, brought together my father with my sister and I, mainly because we always had our own activities, doing our own things. But at seven o'clock every day, at dinner, everybody watches Jeopardy. And then, if we if dinner runs long, we end up watching Wheel of Fortune. But the amazing thing had always been, like, my dad is super smart, and it's bugged the hell out of me for my whole life. But I never realized how smart he was until he was literally destroying people in Jeopardy. Like, he, like you guys know my dad. He loves calling people idiots. So when people would get the answers wrong, he'd be like, how does this idiot not know this thing? Or like, I don't think this guy's ever read a book in his life. And it's like, dude, there's a <laughs> test, you know, you got to take to get on there. And if my dad knew how to use the internet, he would have learned how to take that test uh, like over a decade ago but I could never get him to sit down and take that test. So uh, when he passed away, I, it, my mom told my dad and he was like, ah, and then I told him, I was like, well, there's still new, there's new episodes coming out. And he was like, it's not the same. He's like, it's never going to be the same. It's like, you know, pretty much like replacing the Black Panther. But um, so, yeah, also I would always be proud of the fact if my dad couldn't answer a question and I could answer a question that for that second, I was smarter than my dad. So, <laughs> suck at Trebek. But um, with that being said, I do have seen that Twitter poll. You know who the number one answer is, all right? Who? Ken Jennings. No, 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 no. Because I... of the fact that Ken Jennings has a great personality. This is the negative I'd have about Ken Jennings. Is Alex Trebek knew that he was a smart guy. But he also knew that he was at times not smarter than all of the contestants. The fact that Ken Jennings destroyed everybody in the tournament of champions just shows that no matter what, he's gonna in the back of his head, he's gonna be like, How could you mess up that answer? I knew that answer because you're the freaking smartest man in the world. So they they keep clamoring for him, but I'm I'm in the regards of Let's get someone who is smart, but at the same time, a little bit entertaining. LeVar Burton would be great um, as a joke because obviously the people I follow on Twitter are mostly ESPN personalities. They keep saying they should put Mina Kimes on there because Mina is very, like she knows a lot of random pop culture, but she's uh, very book smart. So it's like she on the odds list, she's the very last person, but. Oh. The fact that they put her on that odds list, you know, it's kind of a nice sign for her. That's got to be an honor. That's got to be an honor. <laughs> Which kind of kills me because speaking of replacements, um, I think I might have seen that same list as well. But the one that that stuck out to me that was like, oh, Lord, please no, uh, was Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> I was like, mm, no. <laughs> 
see the <laughs> difference Mark. between Joe the difference between Joe Rogan and Ken Jennings is that Ken Jennings knows that he's smarter than everyone else as opposed to Joe Rogan who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Yeah, they're and they're, they're he's literally difference. And then Ken Jennings would be like actually humble about people giving him props for his intelligence as opposed to Rogan who every time like someone says that he like says something smart about or uh, positive about his intelligence he goes all over the place so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so replacing replacing uh, Alec will be uh, a huge undertaking for uh, was is is that a Merv Griffin production as well? Just like uh, yeah. just like Wheel of Fortune is, yeah. Um, you know, I got I, I got a similar anecdote with Harold here. Um, you know, when we first came here, um, you know, I I was living. It was one of those three four generations in one apartment in Burbank. My, you know, I was living with my grandparents, my grandparents back then, um, you know, it, we had one TV in the living room. So if, um, if at seven o'clock, just like Harold, um, every, the TV was on Jeopardy, nobody's changing it. You know, there was literally the only two options were either Jeopardy or the Laker game, whichever one, if it was a, an away game and you had to watch it on KCAL 9, um, you know, the, those are the only two options when, when I was growing up. So, you know, I, it, it was super sad to see, to hear the news of Alex passing. It was actually one of those things that even my wife and I still do to this day. Um, you know, we, we, we would try. I mean, we all do have busy lives. So the, the few days that we have, like at seven o'clock, we would do that. It would be just jumping between that and Wheel of Fortune and then a little um, levity with some, uh, you know, uh, family feud. Um, so, yeah, LeVar Burton, I think, would be a great choice. I mean, dude's got some, a great air to him. I thought you were actually going to say it was going to be like uh, Patrick Stewart. Dude. Which I, <laughs> can you imagine? Dude. <laughs> Oh, I, th- I think uh, Dennis just pooed his puri. <laughs> I know I'm, that, and I am done. Lewis, how about you? Um, anything you want to talk about this time around? Well, you know, this last few this last few days, um, you know, we record on uh, wonderful Thursday when all of us are readily available. But for the last few days, the biggest thing going around social media and uh, among circles of friends were the drops of the most recent round of consoles. So, you know, this is round five, four or five of the console wars. Uh, but, you know, earlier this week, the Xbox Series S finally dropped. And just today, you know, Thursday, um, the the PlayStation 5 uh, was shipped out. Or if you're lucky enough to, to you know, get it uh, ahead of time, like some people on this podcast, um, you know, it should have been mailed out or mailed out, uh, sent out. Or if you're lucky enough to grab one at one of the stores, uh, you were able to bring it home. So um, that was the biggest news. That was literally like I, I was suffering mad case of uh, FOMO. I was the definitely fear of missing out today because I was like, you know, weeks ago when Harold uh, was kind enough to not flex on us and say that he got all, you know, both of those pre-ordered at the time, I'm like, oh, it's all right. That's okay. I mean, it's a console. I'll wait for, for, for next year. Uh, but then you see everybody posting. It's like, oh, dude, maybe I should have tried a little harder and whatnot. But so, you know, on that note, let's, 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 let's give it to the one guy on the pod who actually did get the the consoles uh harold please tell us how how's your week been uh, not so good actually liar that is a bold-faced Pretty lie <laughs> today is november 12th i got an email that says your system will be arriving on november 12th Uh oh 
I see no PS5 behind me here. <laughs> you know, Dennis knows where he lived, man. <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, Maybe you should check where Dennis is. There was nothing on a. There was nothing on your porch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I've literally been refreshing my email since yesterday, because my email says uh, arriving end of day. Not, not arriving. It says arriving Thursday, November twelfth. And I'd refresh it because my my friends would be like, oh, mine says it's on the way. Mine says shipped. And I was like, I got mine. I'm pretty sure I was the first one to confirm that I had the order in. And the fact that Walmart still has my thing on their thing says that I have the order, unlike everybody else, unfortunately, who tried to do theirs today. By the way, like I was telling these guys, today, November 12th, which is when we were uh, recording this, there was several drops on Walmart and nobody got anything. Nope. Nope. And even I tried just for the heck of it. And like everybody else, it was in my cart. And then the wheel started spinning. And then it said, Oh, too bad. And I did it on Amazon again. And people were asking me, Why am I doing it again? I was like, Just because. Just to yeah, try. Streak, man. Might as well then. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, like, I was getting the secondary one to share with other people because I don't need to. And I have friends who are in the resale game. You will not believe the prices that they are putting up for these guys. It is, yeah. Like my buddy's literally just texting me right now, saying, "Oh, he he." By the way, he picked up five or five or six today. What? So, exactly. Dude. <clears throat> exactly. Well, he picked up two, but he had four delivered to his house. So he is trying to flip those. For more than double the price, and if you imagine the price is already five hundred dollars, yeah, you're looking at a thousand dollar things, and people are just you know people see his post and they're like, "Hey man, drop it to like eight or nine, and I'll buy it." And he's like, "No, the price is firm," and I'm like, "Dude, I would I would sell that because honestly, like I was telling these guys before, I'm I'm not even sure I want to keep it the PS5 at least." Because most of my games are on PS4. I just got a new controller for Call of Duty here. And, you know, I'm fine with staying with it. And I enjoy the Xbox over here because I guys talking to Lou over here saying, yeah, should I get this Game Pass thing? By the way, the Series S and the Series X, the biggest difference is disk and memory size. And the memory size on the Series X is a gig. Is a terabyte, and the Series S is five twelve, which is a freaking lie. It is not five hundred twelve; it's three hundred sixty gigs, which is not good. And you—that's not a lot. That's no, it's not at all. It's like it's three terrible. games. That's half like, a Call I of have, Duty. <laughs> that's half so a Modern Call Warfare. Duty, Call of Duty is eighty four gigs. I was downloading it, and then I was like, no, a game I already have on. I'm gonna have on two systems. I don't need on a third system. And I don't need it taking up one third of my gaming memory. So, like, you know, I got the Game Pass, um, and automatically the first thing that I download, of course, because it's me and it's an Xbox, all the Halo stuff. So I have all oh, Halo yeah. games, <laughs> all of the Halo. I'm looking at it right now; they're still downloading all the Halo games, Gears because I love the Gear series, and then Streets of Rage Four because it's like an eight gig game, and I love side scrollers. So. I was excited the fact that that a Xbox pretty damn cheap, really cheap if you really think about it. 
And then I was looking at it, the flipping price for an Xbox Series S was never going to net me too much. So I was like, eh, I'll bite the bullet. And at the same time, this PS5, which says yet to arrive, which is supposedly set to arrive sometime this weekend, <clears throat> I could turn around and make a profit. But at the same time, I'd rather be a decent uh, person about it. And if I am going to resell it, it's not going to be for much more than retail price because I feel it's the holiday season. People are already struggling with money. If the one thing that's going to create some kind of happiness for their family and whatnot is a console that they can hardly get for almost close to retail price, then I'll help out with that rather than you know, sell it for an exorbitant amount of money. At the same time, I might keep it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep it. But if I ever turn it around, it's not going to be for much. Gotcha. And you're a better person than I then. (laughs) So Lou, did you try for it or or, or, or no? I did. I did. So I think we are in the same circle of friends who, you know, let out that uh, Walmart was going to try to do some drops online today. I I think it was at 10 a.m., Pacific and noon. Um, and yeah, I was unsuccessful at uh, the noon attempt. Um, but yeah, so I, I tried. I tried. I, I'm not going to you know lose sleep over if I got it or not. But um, yeah, I tried, but uh, I, I did not succeed. So I, I guess it's going to be a, a nice little late or, uh, you know, a 40th birthday gift for me next year. It's See, fun- I, I made this. Okay. Go ahead, H. No, I just want to say the the want for this thing <clears throat> because of the fact that it's going to come out eventually i mean at a wider release and eventual date makes me not so much <clears throat> uh panicking that i was if i didn't get in on the first initial release and the fact that the only game I'm, i am going to buy when i get this thing is going to be spider-man which mm. i could buy on my ps4 but it's just the fact that i would have a ps5 and I would have no games on this PS5. So I might as well get a game for this PS5 and it's going to be Spider-Man. But, you know, take that, take the PS5 out of the equation and I would still end up playing Spider-Man sometime within the next couple of weeks. So. And uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, um, I was trying to figure out uh, if I wanted to or not. But as the, the, the release date started coming about, I started reading things. And um, one of the peculiar things that I read kind of stood out to me. And it was um, a PlayStation officials basically saying that they're going to keep support, like a constant like of support for PS4 for another three years. So meaning every single major release um, that PS5 is going to be coming out with, there's going to be a PS4 compatible um, games. Un- unless there's like, um, and they're saying, unless there's a game that somebody creates where it's going to take, it's going to use like the dual sense technology um, th- that um, the PS5 is talking about. Um, it's, you're still going to be playing the same PS4 game. So when I heard that, and considering that uh, also that, you know, you're talking about how small the, the, the 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 memory is you know it it kind of made me hesitate to buy something and uh, initially so um 
I honestly did not try. I, 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 we were on the same group of friends. I saw that that link. I didn't even bother clicking it because I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I'm one of those few times where I'm just going to hold off and, and wait. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I can't wait to hear, um, you know, your thoughts and reviews, especially since um, everything's still uh, loading on your, your Xbox. Um, so, uh, H, next, next episode, I, I say you kind of walk us through and with your thoughts and see how it goes and what's going to be interesting also is that you didn't have an xbox the the, uh, the last gen of xbox so um no. you're going to be go jumping into it mm. with a brand new eyes so it's going to be interesting for me you know what's funny is i earlier this week i literally texted my cousin who's you know my closest friend and i was like hey man you want a ps5 if he had said yes right then and there I would have given it to him at retail price because he's my cousin or maybe a dollar more just because I'm a jerk like that. But I gave him the offer. He was like, you know what? There's nothing I want to play on that thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sell it then. Then I have another chat with him and my other, my other close friend. And he was like, dude, the controller on this dual sense thing is one of the greatest things ever. You're going to want to play call of duty on this thing. So I was like, damn it. Fine. Then I'll keep it. (laughs) So within 20 minutes of like saying, I'm going to turn around and sell this thing. I have my other friend telling me, no, nah, man, you should keep it just because. And I was like, it's already paid for. So I might as well. So I'm looking forward to your review of the haptic controller or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I, that. I, that, that's the one thing I'm excited about seeing. I think that's like new the, thing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I guess my, one, one of my thoughts on this one is uh, I, I think it's, it's funny that, um, like I'm trying to imagine if the hype for these new consoles would be what it is if it wasn't for you know our stay-at-home COVID orders, where you know let's be honest I think video games have taken on like a new life. Um, I mean, but between the streaming services and all the bingeable shows, um, video games I think and deliver I mean and delivery apps I guess um, have like taken over like the the, the mainstream again. And I'm glad I'm super happy. It's kind of sad that GameStop is struggling the way that it is. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not, I'm not the finance they're doing guy. Doing okay today. The, the, I, I, right? I think they're doing. Good. They're going to be all right. They're going to be okay. Um, but I'm just really happy to see that the medium is is striving. You know, it, it, it's growing. Um, you know, like we we talked about already a couple episodes ago, the fact that uh, you know Twitch and all the streaming. Um, you know, these content creators are are doing their thing on video games, and yeah, I'm 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 really happy to see it. It's great that these kind of drops and these kind of you know these launch. Uh, launches are, are are garnering this kind of ex- excitement like they did back when the n64 star uh, first came out years ago decades ago you know uh and yeah let's let's keep let's keep the hype, hype party going and hopefully even after everything goes back to what whatever the new normal will be in a few months and uh or whatnot um i hope the party keeps going like let's let's make this part of the norm and people talk video games like it is you know cars and all the other sorts of entertainment that we have now um yeah but yeah please let, let me at least touch the controller harold when you get it because i that, c- correct me if i'm wrong like, i don't know if this is a weird sony thing but apparently even the controller itself has like it's basically like the, the surfaces where you put your there's hands many, on it. there's mini ps logos on that it. is insane like the little lo- like the little x and a- squares and oh my god I, I i only know this because i saw the review from marquez brownlee and He's the one that's really been um, 
the advocate for that the dual sense is the most uh technologically advanced controller that's ever come out this is a guy who's done the reviews for these oculus vr things by the way oh, oh <laughs> if do you know anybody who has the oculus uh i think our dungeon master does so okay. you might have to hit him up name the one random most random person that we know all three of us know that you would think that would own this thing that would or you would you wouldn't think that they own it but they own it um i'm gonna say the guy who just had a baby a few days ago chris piacinto because that's the most random name i can think of right now (laughs) because he he is not he's not a gamer he is not a gamer uh he just had a kid so i'm assuming he doesn't have anything or he wouldn't have like that and if he did have it that would be my biggest surprise but so it's it's not so who who else could it be Uh, uh my guess is our friend in seattle no. Oh, is it oh. okay? <laughs> um, my brother-in-law. No way. Does he really? <laughs> Wait a second. Is he using city funds to pay for this? Because <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna have I to hit him we, up. I'm gonna have to um, hit him up. <laughs> as someone as as much as the joke is that you guys have seen what, what? each other's Hold payroll on, dude. is. Wait a second. Okay, you keep talking. You've I'm gonna text him right, right now. Yeah, you could totally search up his payroll. But yes, go go keep talking to H. I'm gonna text him right no, now. It's just just <laughs> just the fact that like I went over to their place and my nephew was like, We have an Oculus. I was like, Why? And I was like, I was like, I know that's not for, he like he doesn't want to buy things for the kids. Like because you don't gotta call him out like that, dude. <laughs> no, no, I mean in general, he because he, he wants to teach them you know, the value of a dollar and them earning stuff. And so it's like, Oh, you know what it's for like, though? You know what it's for? I know. I don't want to talk about it. Oh. It's, for, it's for the prawn. Yeah. It's for the prawn. <laughs> Unfortunately, the I kids said are around beat all saber. Time. Yeah, he's going to beat a saber. Well, Damn something's it. getting beat, I guess. <laughs> like the fact, and then it's funny. Cause like I saw, I was like, Oh, he got it for the kids. And then when I, I went over there last week, He's like, nah, man. I just decided to buy it. It's pretty cool. You can like do like like watch movies and stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. you know some games. Did, uh, have, have you? Uh, and then have you, have you asked him about his haptic dongle? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it up close. His dual we all shot. seen it up close at that at that at that one draft party. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, we did not need to do that. The less, the less we speak about that, the better. Yeah, also available on our Patreon. <laughs> I, I'd like to point out that uh, out of everybody, um, I was the only untouched one. So <laughs> smart. I think you were. I, I think you were the only clean man that day. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> There's certain so things they, I do. So uh, did does he have the the first one or because if I'm not mistaken, no, he bought the new one. He got the new one. So the Oculus yeah. Two. Oculus Two. Yeah. Okay. And just and then just funny because it's funny. My nephew tries to play with it. <laughs> my brother, my brother was like, "Hey, man, that's not a toy." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wash your hands first, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. What you got? You got it for a few times. times. Why, why does this smell like sea sun? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dad. <laughs> the funny thing is, there's no trees in their neighborhood, so 
<laughs> okay, before we go off the rails too much, um, H, I think you're going to be uh, finishing us, <laughs> finishing us yeah. off. Um, you're going to be, uh, uh, um, uh, I can't even think, I was going to use the words doing. Um, yeah. You're going to lead us to the promised land? Sure. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Um, you have the last tidbit for our day. Yeah, it's just a, it's just the last thing. And it's kind of some one of those things that, kind of makes us proud of you know doing what we do and getting to be a part of something like this um if you are not in any circle of friends that has any kind of filipino in it i don't know if you know but disney released their holiday uh short last weekend <laughs> and the holiday short was about filipino families and filipino christmas traditions because if you are not Filipino, which is very rare if you're one of our listeners, um, but Christmas is a giant holiday in the Philippines where they start celebrating like two months ago. And it doesn't end until I think middle of February. So <laughs> there's, there's, know, only, there's only six months where Christmas isn't being celebrated. Yeah, literally. Like it goes from September to February. And you think that we're being like super extra about this? This is not a joke. <laughs> if you go to the Philippines anytime in those months, there is some kind of Christmas decoration somewhere. Someone singing somewhere. There's a Christmas party going on in November. <laughs> <laughs> it's some kind of company party. Well, I don't know about what nowadays because you know. What's you know, Thanksgiving? We're trying, be, we're trying to be safe over here in this COVID stuff. But they had a their Christmas short. The Christmas short. <laughs> I say that after I talk about COVID. Uh, <laughs> Short has to deal with um, a, a little girl and her grandmother. Or her grandmother getting a toy when she is a child and passing that cho- toy and traditions along to her granddaughter. And it's something that, you know, a lot of us are pretty familiar with. And it's the tradition of making the holiday stars, or as we call them, pearls. And so that's the name of the... Um, uh, the, I think the is the name of the thing Pearl or Lola or it's Pearl, right? I didn't even know there thought, was a name for it. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was just an ad for yeah. Yeah, but go but, ahead. Uh, it's her and it uh, you know her passing the traditions on to her granddaughter, and as someone who um, obviously we all grew up in Filipino households over here, but one of my uh, one of my mom's close friends that was one of his big things during Simbangabi was like you know uh, was not just making pearls for like his house, but he was the guy that decorated all of our church. So if you've ever seen those, you know, then if you go to our church and you see the giant pearl that's hanging under Jesus, <laughs> hanging <laughs> under Jesus Christ, <laughs> my friend's dad made that. So it's like seeing our little bit of culture onto not only just, you know, a commercial, but the Disney holiday commercial. So they're big, commercial that's you know for everybody for the world to see um kind of brought you know a little bit of national pride into me uh what did you guys think about it um i was i I was kind of taken aback and i wasn't sure and i think you are finally like um uh, uh clearing something up is that the actual like is, is it that the worldwide um disney um like ad or is it is, was that a local um, like uh, ultra local, like um, commercial. No, it was. It's their national. It's their international commercial. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny when I saw it, um, I, I have no idea how I saw it or who showed it to me, but within like a minute after somebody showed it to me, I went on Facebook and every Filipino and their uh, and their friends that was there like their post talking about oh in tears or you know uh, or feeling some sort of pride or something like that um i like the commercial um i was kind of confused because you know we all know that um our our filipino moms are supposed to shrink um eventually down the line <laughs> with age <laughs> we, uh, this 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 the the character in the show started very 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 small already, which kind of confused the crap out of me. But um, I really <laughs> thought it was really cute. Um, and yeah, you're right. Um, now now that especially you told me that it is the international um, you know the in, international commercial and not just a, like a, a local um, ultra local one. Um, it's you know uh, kind of along the lines of, I think w- what you were talking about where. It, it, it's a reflection on all of a sudden, very small, very tiny. I'm not going to make a huge deal about it, um, that it's all of a sudden going to change everything. But it's nice to be able to see that the the, the culture um, you know, um, is being recognized considering um, you know, so how slowly but surely the, the Filipino culture um, has been uh, disseminated throughout um, pop culture. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I have to tell you, I have um, in um, upstairs, I have bamboo sticks and cellophane paper um, ready to, to, to make my pearls. So um, be ready. That's going to be my gift to everybody. I'm excited. I will make space on my mantle do i have a mantle um my thoughts so right i I agree with you guys totally such a sweet great ad but i gotta be honest like there was a moment and i don't know if i'm just a jaded jerk but something about that opening moment kind of threw me off the fact that it said so if you watch the video again it says 1940 and then, uh, you know, this guy or Lola's dad gives him a Mickey Mouse doll. And, you know, I don't know the chronology, chronology excuse me, uh, accurately or specifically, but the back of my head, and this is my humanities major, whatever coming out, I guess, is like there was a tinge of like, oh, here comes American capitalism. <laughs> like, you know, it's it, the backdrop was that, you know, great grandpa gave it to Lola in the backdrop of like in front of a church, which fast forward later is now just a home. Uh, here is a, a doll that symbolizes um, American, uh, you know, uh, manifest destiny marching its way across the Pacific and overtaking the small, you know, <laughs> island Good of the Philippines. So... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Asian studies major right there. I hate feeling like this because I really want to love it like you guys. But even my wife and I were like, hmm, I don't know how how we feel about this. Don't you think think it's because even if it's in the 1940s, it's pretty much a bootleg Mickey Mouse. I know, right? (laughs) It's not even Mickey Mouse. It's Mickey with an H in there, (laughs) M-H-I-K-E-Y. (laughs) 
No, no, it's still and, it's still pronounced Mickey Lewis. You know, don't pronounce the H. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, That's a capitalism and, and for actually, you. Th- thank you, thank you for reminding me of that point too. And you know, one of our li- uh, our followers and one of our active contributors on uh, on our group page uh, was kind enough to also post, "Hey, if you like this, um, you can buy the doll." And I'm like, I knew it. I knew they were gonna sell it. It's just like selling a man, uh, you know, a Baby Yoda doll after Mando episode two. It's like they were gonna get, but uh, I'll give the Disney credit if I'm not mistaken. It is, you know, the proceeds or at least percentage of the proceeds is supposed to go to a uh, a charity or something like that. But yeah, I was like, I knew it. They were gonna play on our emotions, and every Ninang and Tito and Tita is gonna buy a doll for little girl, and yeah. Thank you. The the mouse thanks you for your dollar. <laughs> I, I I guess I have to uh, put a, a return nose g- gift, huh? <laughs> well, if, if I don't know, is are, are we are we giving more money to the big mouse or is it some other <laughs> faceless corporation? <laughs> Depends. I, I think with all the movies that we watch, we've given them enough money, bro. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Because as soon as we hang up here, I'm gonna go and watch Mandalorian. <laughs> Because for all, for all my pomp and circumstance, I'm like, I have the high ground. I'm going to watch your product now. <laughs> um, so, anyway. there was, so there was that. And did you guys see the other uh, Filipino-related pop culture moment that happened this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, you know, I think it is. Uh, if, I hope it's the right one. But, yeah, so I think you're alluding to Blue's Clues, right? Yep. Yeah, so um, Homie's name is uh, not Steve anymore. Is it Jash? <laughs> Jash. Yeah, so it, it's been making its round uh, uh, on the internet. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh's Lola comes to speaking of Lola. The, I think it's a very you know, topical thing, I guess, right now. They're very in right now. Lola's are very in. Um, visits Blue's Clues and helps them make Bibinka. So that's awesome. You know, a generation of kids are going to be able to watch this. And that's great. I, I think that's really awesome. And uh if, if it wasn't for, I mean, I think, Harold, you and I share some friends who are a, a little too thirsty for Josh to the point of like, dude, that's yeah, not a healthy. Little, some people, you know, it's like it's but, not healthy. It's an educational program, guys. Let's listen. <laughs> it's like I can't imagine see, in the 90s if our parents were like, man, that LeVar Burton. Why did you have to talk like that, dude? I don't know. That's how yeah. I assume my mom would be watching. LeVar Burton. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was watching Reading Rainbow. Mm. Lavar Bird. She's not saying Le- she was saying Lavar. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, did I? So the the awesome thing is, yeah, he did the uh, episode with his Lola, and you know she has the part where she teaches him how to make babinka. But the part I actually saw the one clip, and the the clip kind of got me, is like when his Lola comes in through the door, he blesses his Lola. Oh yeah, dude. And I was like, dude, on a worldwide scale, like a show that they show to millions of children every week, like to see one of our actual traditions being shown, not even the, like the cooking thing that's great. For some reason, people are like in American pop culture are randomly obsessed with bibinka, which is um, a great dessert, but it's not like the greatest dessert we have. I guess it's just like the simplest dessert to make. But like an actual, um, like a ritual actually being shown that kind of got to me because like I'd never seen that before. And it made me 
actually miss the fact that I used to do that to so many people. And now they're kind of, we're at the age where we, I can still do it, but at the same time, like they're not that much older than me anymore. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's kind of, nice. oh, hold on. I'm going to be Lewis. Oh, uh, big media is taking over <laughs> our, our, our culture. And uh, <laughs> how dare they? How dare Nickelodeon appropriate? appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> They they can't use bless. That's our word, not theirs. They're gonna take our celebration. By the we way, didn't, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Yeah, next thing did. you know, they're gonna play billiards. <laughs> What's next, mahjong? Come on. So I mean, I, get- I, I, I guess my question to you guys is this: I mean. Why this? I I I wouldn't know this. I I, I don't know, Serge. Is there? Do we know, or have we? Have you guys come up with a, a thought of why all of a sudden there's, um, you know, there's this sudden interest in the culture? Um, you know, H you used the example of float, um, as a a source of uh, an, a, you know, um, of somebody who. Um, in, in the culture, um, you know, a Filipino American culture, who is able to uh, produce something for Disney, um, is, is is there something uh, there, or it just so happens? Or do you think it's just coincidence that um, all of this is happening? It seems coincidental in terms of the Blues Clues and the Disney thing coming out, literally within days of each other. But my thinking is our cultural background is so strong about family. Like everybody always says that their culture is all about family, but time and time again, we've seen like with obvious personal examples that Filipino families are some of the strongest families that we ever see, because like Lewis mentioned earlier, the whole multi-generational thing where it, you know, obviously happens happened in my house because I still have furniture that my grandma died in wait a minute no i have furniture that my grandma you know <laughs> had before she died but it's still in my house her her scent lingers in this house like 10 years later so like i grew up with you know like with our friends becoming our families as well and you know how like our bonds have always gotten stronger because we don't we don't treat each other like friends anymore we do treat each other like family so in this time of everybody needing some kind of positivity to see, you know, a generational uh, traditions being passed on shows that the current generation is willing to learn about our history and about how much family means to everybody here. So that's just my take. Um, on my side, I think it's, uh, you know, obviously it's a big cultural question. appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> I will not stand for it. <laughs> you should have never led with that, Lou. I said I liked it. Over. I said I liked it. 
at first. He went the butt. <laughs> but there's always a big but. <laughs> uh, but I think yeah, David. Uh, what I think I like is that I, I think it's also because there's a lot more of us in the industry. So like, um, uh, you know, I, I know we just talked about it a little bit earlier how like we have so many friends or we have a, a good amount of people that we know who are in the film and movie and television and and entertainment industry. Period. That yeah, I think it's it's maybe it's just their influence. It's just that time. Like I think you know we we don't. Uh, the, the little things that we make fun of the fact that we love karaoke or we love drawing or we're you know we love playing instruments or music or writing or, or reading that kind of stuff you know it, our time is not or that it's been due but the fact that yeah well, there's so many of us in the industry that it was just I think it's just a matter of time that you know the voices would be heard or seen so I'm really glad it's kind of coming now you know, especially you know, yeah, like uh, we we've already talked about the uh, the 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 trailer, the first trailer for to Raya to Raya a few months ago, weeks ago. I don't even know. Is it still twenty twenty? Um, yes. You know, so yeah, it's it's great that you know uh, Filipino culture, Southeast Asian culture, Asian culture is getting a little bit of a uh, a spotlight. You know, and not to mention because obviously, uh, you know, we're gonna go back full circle. Not to make it political again, but you know the the Asia took a bit of a p- uh, public relations hit earlier this year. You know with all the China virus and the bat virus, all that jazz. But you know there's there's beauty to be seen everywhere, and uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm glad that yeah, I like it. Like I've been already saying, it's uh, you know get, uh, getting a little bit of a, a shine uh, last few weeks. Well, I, I think we will know that um, we are on the way if finally. We um, we see a show like the Good Doctor or something like that actually have Filipina nurses, you know, because <laughs> at that point, at that point we you. know we thought about that too. At that point we know <laughs> that we've made it. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, hold on, yeah. really quickly. Have you heard that there's a new TV show called <laughs> The Nurses? No, really. Please tell I me heard there's about at least that. one. Uh, according to the Is first, the Boscos. Pro- uh, <laughs> No, according to the first um, uh, promotional shoot, no Filipinos. <laughs> so it, it was just a coincidence then. There you go. Yeah, maybe not our time yeah. just yet. As, as long as we can say the words ube at a certain point, then we're okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> because, man, dude. Jesus. You have to do at least one ube drop per episode. <laughs> Didn't you say that about Steven Universe, though? Yeah, um, I, I, I did mention that where just randomly one of the characters there uh, just so happened that uh, he brought a, a, an Uber roll to a, a party. And, that, that was, and after that, that was it. That was the only mention that there was no like, hey, I'm Filipino. No, that's just my Look at me. <laughs> Look at me, I'm Filipino because I brought an Uber cake. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, um, anything else, age, uh, before we uh, end our podcast today? No, I think that's it. Like, um, it's just been another interesting. Well, it's just been another week in quarantine over here. So it's like, I, you know, we talk about the quarantine fatigue. It's gonna get worse. So everybody out there, please try to be safe. 
as much as possible, trying not to go out too much. But yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't convince everybody to do stuff. So yeah, actually, go, going back on our conversation about family ties and all that stuff. Like, uh, speaking of making it in the mainstream, I think I, I was watching the news the other day and how they were joking—not joking. They had brought to the fact that unfortunately, uh, Asian Pacific Islander families are. Um, statistically getting hit a lot harder than a lot of different families. And some of the, the, the theories behind it is that, yes, unfortunately it is because we love to congregate. So, <laughs> you know, uh, unfortunately, yes, a lot of our, our friends and families are those uh, frontline workers at the hospitals, at the food service and just service general uh, service industries. So I know they're out there and they are risking or their lives just to make sure that our lives are still moving, you know, at least normally as much as possible. So yeah, just be careful out there, fam. Make, keep it small, keep it healthy, wash your hands, don't breathe into anybody's faces. Just be, be cool. Be, <laughs> be cool, guys. Be cool. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. And don't appropriate our culture, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle, I guess, Mickey. <laughs> I it might as well have been a tank rolling over that church, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> man, okay, cool. <laughs> I think I think Lewis would have enjoyed it more if when they handed the Mickey over that they dropped the crucifix and stepped on or a Santo Nino and stepped on it. <laughs> like here you trade in this for this because this is the real thing. You believe symbolism. in this symbolism. <laughs> exactly. This is who you worship now. <laughs> this is the gift that keeps on giving, not the gift the guy that's holding a gift. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> That is it for us today, guys. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode. Um, you know, we are a, a um, you know a proud but um, very small podcast. If you uh, know anybody that might be interested in listening to our shtick, uh, please let them you know let them know about us. Uh, let them uh, listen to us. Um, you can hear all of our old episodes on the two fanboys one pod. Uh, the two fanboys one casual for all our old episodes, and of course, we also have. On Facebook, you can find us two two fanboys and a filthy casual. So put that in the search bar. You'll find our page and our uh, group. So add both. Um, Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. We have, like I mentioned, a very active and very fun group of folks that love to share news, articles, jokes, memes, and everything else under the sun when it comes to pop culture on there. So we'd love to have you on board. And then on Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at two fanboys and a filthy uh, appropriator. And then uh, <laughs> anywhere else you can, <laughs> and anywhere you can find your local podcast where you can appropriate our culture as well. That's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed our episode. This is two fanboys in the filthy casual. See you guys next time. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. <laughs> <laughs>